Hi everyone, welcome to Murders in Paradise, a new podcast from the Golden Ratio team, which is basically me, Jen, and what do you want to be called on this podcast? Your dad, dad for now. Okay. I don't think I have a good handle. I mean, that's cool. It's like the captain. I mean, I don't, I'm kind of along for the ride, TBH. <laughs> Let me not preview this too much, but so far I'm like eye candy on the radio. I think you're great. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So welcome to Murders in Paradise. I am Jen, joined as always by GR Dad. Hello. This podcast is not about the dogs, though you will hear our very famous dogs in the background panting. It's inevitable. Drinking, occasionally squeaking. It's, it is the background of this podcast. Maybe itching themselves. So uh, for those of you who don't know us, which is probably no one since this is episode one. Um, if, if you don't know us, congratulations for finding this. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are Jen and GR Dad. We run the Golden Ratio 4 on every social media platform, which is a dose of wholesome goodness. That is our five golden retrievers coming onto your timeline with some happy messages. So if you need a little more joy and fluffiness in your life, you can follow us there. And we have a podcast where we talk about the dogs and other rambly things. Uh, But we also live part-time in the Florida Keys. And I, at least, am a true crime fanatic. Jared, you listen to a decent number of true crime podcasts, though, I think, because I bring you along for the ride. Bring me along for many rides. Um, yeah, the crimes, the, I like the forensics, the crimes creep me out yeah. sometimes. All right. That's one of our dogs. She needs to go out, which always happens about two minutes into a podcast. So let's tend to her. Okay. We're done tending to Vinkman. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you're, you're going to have to expect some of that in this podcast, but, uh, yes, yeah, so we live part-time in the Florida Keys and, uh, Florida man stories are good, but Florida man murder stories are better. And we talk a little bit about weird keys news on the other podcast, but I decided it was time for a second podcast where we could talk about Florida keys murders. You mean more serious crimes than small fish? Right. <laughs> Two or small fish is... Big lobsters? Yes. So, uh, so that's this podcast. And so that's us. We will probably be a little bit rambly. We will probably joke around a little bit, but not joking around because we think the murders are funny just... Life is absurd. Yeah. And there you go. So uh, I have a big list of Florida Keys murders. Someone was like, are there really enough murders in the Florida Keys? Yeah, man, there are a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Even though the Keys are relatively small, it's like 100,000 people. I mean, it's very long, 100,000 people. And uh, a lot of them murder other people, it turns out. Yeah, I think you select some, the more interesting of the, florida people into the keys already i mean it's like your subset of a subset yeah yeah i mean it's the more isolated you get florida's kind of isolated because it's its own little peninsula and then the keys are more the most isolated you have a reason to want to get away from people or if people want you to get away from them maybe you end up in the keys say the people who live like five months of the year in the keys oh i like getting away from people that's fine yep i'm not down down there to murder anyone though Hopefully not. Not guaranteed. I'm not down there to murder anyone. <laughs> All right. So this week for our kickoff episode, we're doing the murder of Mark Dwayne Braun. Uh, this is a relatively recent murder. Usually three names means it's the killer. That's actually just because like there's a bunch of people named like 
Mark Braun, for example, and you don't want them. I looked it up. There's a bunch of them. Um, and so putting the middle name helps you figure out. Because it is like for all the serial killers, right? They always say all three <laughs> names. So it sounds like that's a hallmark. That's just because there's like a lot of John Lee Wayne Ar- Gacy. Yeah. Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald, Oswald. John Gacy's. There's a bunch of them. And so you want you don't want like the poor pharmacist getting besmirched by the serial killers. Use the middle name so he can go. No, no. I'm John Gacy. Yeah, like John oh. Roberts Gacy instead of John Marie Gacy, whatever. Wayne. Wayne, yeah. Uh, he's named after John Wayne, oh, actually. This doesn't yeah. make it better. How do you know these things? I listen to a lot of true crime <laughs> yes, <you> I'm <laughs> also getting over pneumonia, so I'm going to cough sometimes. And yeah. if you're used to it if you listen to the other podcast, but it eventually will go away. And actually, it's a lot better. <laughs> it's so much better. Okay. This week, we're doing the murder of Mark Dwayne Braun. So uh, he was murdered August 15th, 2017. This is a month before Hurricane Irma came through the Keys. Um, 2018, 2017. Uh, he was 67 at the time that he was killed. He lived in Key West. He had a really nice house. There's a picture of it in the uh, Florida Keys newspapers, in the Key West Citizen, where I got a lot of this information. So he lived in a nice house. Uh, he was born in 1950 in Richmond, Indiana, which is kind of on the Ohio border, and it's kind of the middle of nowhere. Um, grew up, he had a brother and two sisters. He liked to ride bikes. He worked on cars. His obituary said he protected his sisters from bullies and frequented Indiana's famous Pizza King franchise, which I think is like some just cute little details um, about him. Uh, he did construction work and hog farming for a while in Indiana. And then in 1980, when he was 30 years old, he moved to West Palm Beach. He did some design there. He worked on the beaches. And then eventually he moved down to Key West where he kept working on like beach management. But eventually he met this guy, Andy Hetu, I think is how you say it, H-E-T-U. Um, and they became really great friends and business partners and opened up a business called A&M scooter rental which is like right in the heart of downtown key west uh this is a big thing that tourists do when they come to the keys they rent little scooters and get drunk and zip around key like, west like on them vespas yeah yeah like little vespas um and he was really great friends with andy um and his family so andy had a wife christine and uh they had a few kids it says that andy and christine's son matthew uh also was really great friends with Mark, our victim in this case. So he seemed to have like a really good connection in the community. Um, More recently, after it opened up, he started going to Havana a lot because you can fly direct to Havana from Key West Airport and uh, just seemed to kind of be your stereotypical kind of Key West guy, like sort of an aging hippie, right? He was born in 1950, so he would have been 18 in 1968. Um, You know. I suppose. Although Indiana might not be too hippie well he left yeah so that's something that's fair. That's fair. and uh it said his wish was to be buried next to his business partner and best friend andy Hitu, which really shows you like how close they were but andy was married so uh this is not like a romantic relationship from what anything seems like that i read um and he said that instead, or his obituary said instead of flowers, that you could make contributions to Bone Island Jiu-Jitsu. So Bone Island is, um, yeah, so Key West is actually a kind of bastardation of Keohueso, which is Bone Island, um, because there were a lot of bones there. 
And uh, so he apparently did jujitsu in Key West, which is pretty cool. Sounds pretty good. That's all pretty good. Yeah, so I was trying to find out some other stuff about him. And uh, there was an interview with him in the Quad City Times in 2005. Is that from the spring from the Simpsons? <laughs> no, no. That's the Tri-City area. <laughs> so the Quad City Times uh, did an article about Hurricane Wilma coming through the Florida Keys in 2005. And uh, so I'm going to read you a quote from there. It says, in the low-lying, vulnerable Keys, the normally crowded historic district in Key West was eerily quiet on Thursday. Tourists and non-residents were already asked to leave. A mandatory evacuation of residents was expected to start Friday, although some did not seem to be hurried. Mark Brand was relaxing outside Andy's scooter shop where he works. He had little to do without tourists. What are you going to do? They don't know where the storm's going, he said, adding that he thinks he'll be safe in his seventh floor condominium. So you can just imagine, I just picture him like sitting in a lawn chair out in front of the scooter place, maybe having a drink. Fruity drink. Yep. Um, So I thought that was just, most of what you find about him is about the murder, but I thought that was a cute little thing in this article just him going like yeah well no tourists here what are you gonna do he was a real person yeah good guy uh, sounds like a good guy so onto the actual murder this is a crazy story and the more i read about it the crazier it got so our perpetrator is justin calhoun justin is transgender transgender woman just two names though yeah, just two names. And I couldn't find a woman's name for Justin, even though Justin is now in protective custody. Spoiler alert, they catch Justin um, because she's transgender. The police reports, like some of them list Justin as a she, some list Justin as a he. So it's all kind of mixed up. The, uh, the mug shots that you see, some of them Justin looks like a woman long hair whatever some of them justin's got like a goatee looks like a dude Hmm. um so justin says that she's transgender so we're gonna call her she cool um but it's at first like i was reading all this and everything was referring to justin as he and then i was like reading another article and it's like she did this and she did this and i was like what's going on and so there you go so justin's transgender um she was a stripper from tampa according to police reports, uh, but had been in Key West for a decent amount of time and seemed to be homeless, which is, of course, unfortunately, a really common problem for transgender people. Um, There are a few other incidents before this murder where she had come into contact with police. So uh, she had agreed to go into a drug rehab program uh, on April 21st, after she had a clash with Key West police officers, she was charged with resisting arrest, violence, possession of marijuana. So that's in April. And then she was listed as homeless. In August, the beginning of August, so shortly before the murder, they found her passed out in front of the community college on Stock Island, which is basically kind of the island next to Key West. And it's kind of part of Key West. And it's where... Uh, a lot of like the administrative stuff is the hospitals there, community college is there, the jail is there. Naval Air Base. Yeah, the Naval Air Base is partially there. Um, and so it's it's kind of like where there was land, right? There's a lot of houses yeah. and stuff in Key West and there wasn't room to put big stuff like that. So that's all on Stock Island. The dump might be in Stock Island. The dump is also on Stock Island, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they she was passed out in front of the community college the cops got there. She had walked over to the hospital, also on Stock Island. They found her outside the rehab center, and she started cursing at officers. And so until this point, 
you can kind of go like feel sort of bad for Justin. Like Justin is transgender, was working as a stripper, now is homeless, has a drug problem, is really down on her luck. Uh, And, you know, she's having run-ins with the cops, which is what happens when those things are true. Uh, But here's where we get to stop feeling bad for Justin because uh, Officer Gustavo Medina, who incidentally was Officer of the Year, last year in the Key West Police Department, writes in the report, quote, several N-bombs were said along with others when describing how Justin cursed at the police. You can't use that word, Justin. You can't use that word and be okay. So uh, then apparently she tried to spit on the other officer and kick Officer of the Year Medina, and uh, so they arrested her. All right, so that's August 4th. So apparently, oh, I'll post up a picture. I put a picture in my notes of Gustavo Medina getting his $500 check for being Officer of the Year in 2018. Well, good job. They also found, uh, it says, police found 1.8 grams of marijuana in Calhoun's gold purse, which is just, they put the little detail in there. She had a gold purse. I don't think that's a lot, though. I, mean, I, gotta I, say, I don't know I don't marijuana, really know. but 1.8 yeah. grams seems like a speck. Yeah, it seems like not that much, right? All right, so 10 days later, uh, Mark Brand was attacked early on August 14th in his house uh, in Newtown, Key West, which is sort of like where the newer houses are. It's not like the old downtown by Mallory Square. There's Old Town, and then there's Newtown, and then there's Bahama <laughs> City, Bahama. Bahama Village. Bahama Village. Yep, yep, that's a couple that's... little neighborhoods. Indeed. So, uh, so Calhoun is at Brand's house. The two had been having a sexual relationship, according to Calhoun, and they get into a fight. They get into a fight because Calhoun, she says that she accused Bran of being a cannibal. I don't know why. I There is no evidence that he was a cannibal. That might make people upset. <laughs> and it sounds like the there was an argument and it was escalating and escalating and then she says and you're a fucking cannibal and is a little freaked out and uh so there's a gun on the bed there the two of them are in bed there's a gun on the bed <laughs> sure <laughs> it's florida Duh. uh calhoun says that bran the victim grabbed the gun that was on the bed Calhoun grabbed his wrist and the gun went off. So they're fighting for the gun. The gun goes off. That's not how he dies, though. Nobody. Also, we only have one person's account, don't we? The other one ends up dead. The other one ends up dead. So no reason to believe this account. In any case, the gun goes off, but no one is shot with the gun. Calhoun then racked the pistol, planning to shoot Bran with it, and then it jammed. So she's gonna shoot him. He, she didn't. He didn't get shot the first time. So now she's like, "I've got the gun. I'm gonna shoot him." She's still. She's explaining this to the cops at some point. Oh yeah. Okay. The firearm jammed. Now she's really pissed off. So she grabs a pen. I don't think I'm gonna like this. It, this is where it gets bad. If you don't like gruesome, one, you shouldn't be listening to true crime podcasts. Two. This is where you need to skip head. But if you do like gruesome, maybe this is the payoff. Go ahead. She grabs a pen and stabs him in both of the eyes with Ah. the pen. This does not kill him. So then they start fighting. But it hurts, though, real bad. It hurts. And they're struggling, and there's a dresser involved. 
I I can't tell if they fought each other and ran into this dresser, but pieces of the dresser are getting broken off. Ugh. Yeah, the dresser is being dissembled. So she takes a piece of wood that breaks oh, off no. the dresser. She jams it into his mouth, Jesus. stands up, and stomps on it to like <sighs> jam it down his throat. This also does not kill him. Rasputin like. She says she wanted to silence him. So apparently I want you to shut up. So I'm going to jam this piece of wood down your throat and stomp on it. I think her story about this is almost worse than what happened. Yeah. So we're not done. Next, she grabs a drawer from the dresser and beats him in the head and the neck with the dresser drawer. Uh, In the police reports, it says Calhoun admitted he went on he went beyond self-defense so he's called he in these police reports uh but yeah she's like yeah i get that this was more than self-defense under anyone's version of the story your dad is a lawyer by the way so he can offer proper interpretation (sighs) i think this is very commonsensical indeed i'm with the cops on this one all right so she stabbed him in the eyes she's stomped the piece of wood down his throat she's beaten him around the head he's not dead Though, I think he's not conscious at this point. Please. She grabs her backpack, grabs some money, grabs a dress, but jumps out of the bedroom window. She's naked. And the cops are coming. I think there was another person in the house when this all was happening. So the cops are coming. And so it says, she. lots of articles said that she avoided police for a time by jumping fences and climbing on rooftops. So she is a ground floor, like there's a one story, like a ranch style house. So she goes out the window onto the ground, naked, climbing fences, and then apparently, I don't know, climbing trellises onto the roofs of other houses. Creepy naked, naked person on your roof. Yeah. Uh, So they eventually caught her. They charge her with robbery with a deadly weapon, possession of cocaine, and possession of hydrocodone. Robbery? Yeah, I guess because she took the money, maybe. Hmm. Um, and Murder. Well, he didn't die at oh the time, so he goodness. went to the hospital. Assault with the intent to kill. And then eventually, I think the next day, died oh, from, from his injuries. Yeah, I mean, really terrible. Such a gruesome terrible murder um so this is august 14th 2017 that this happened just before irma hurricane irma was september like 10th 11th all month before of of 2017 yeah um so but this is going on a while ago and i was trying to figure out what happened um hasn't gone to trial yet so she is still being held in jail awaiting trial now also for murder charges yes please yeah yes so uh, so I don't have like a great, and then she was sentenced. I don't know. Do they still have the death penalty in Florida? Pro- if they have it anywhere, probably also in Florida. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not 100% positive. Yeah, I'm not have, sure. They have recently abolished it. I don't know if this one would, would get kind of a death penalty thing anyway. I mean, it's, it's obviously like as gruesome as you can get, um, but it seems more like a in the heat of the moment thing as opposed to like a premeditated True. I mean, it wasn't like a murder plot. It was just violent, yeah. violent fight. And I mean, it seems like drugs were involved. Like, obviously, she had a drug problem. We know from yeah. the other stuff. And she had drugs on her. And it seems like you're real high on some drugs and then start doing this. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's with a firearm makes it worse, probably. But uh, who knows whose it was? This is very Yeah, I mean, it's his house. Right. 
And you're right. I mean, we only have her account of what happened. I don't see any self-defense in there. I mean, she even she doesn't say he attacked her. Yeah. She, she says he grabbed the gun that was on the bed, and then they fought over the gun. Oh. And it went off. But, like, after that, she's got the gun, right? Because she tries to shoot him. And so kind of everything after that, like, if you need to jump out the window naked, you could do it with the gun. Yeah, if it's your right? gun. Even if it's not your gun, if you're like, this dude's going to shoot me. Oh, yeah. I got the gun now. I'm out. No. Yeah. So. It seems just awfully violent and murdery. Extremely murdery. Yeah. So there you go. One person accuses the other of being a cannibal. The other one apparently takes umbrage. And to use a meme. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Next thing you know, someone's got pens in his eyes. Jeez. And like. Splinters and... down his throat. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, man, like, even if she's not lying at all, and he did grab a gun, frankly, from the way that she reacted after that, seems like they weren't just having a chat. And she goes, you know, Mark, I have this feeling that you're a cannibal. And he just, like, picks up the gun. Sounds like shit got real crazy, and he maybe was like, fuck, she's going to, like, do something serious and tries to pick up the gun. And he was right, because then she did something real serious. She would have shot him if she She had. tried to shoot him. The, the yeah. other strange thing, I guess, is just criminals are dumb. If you're going to be lying about something, this is like the probably not the best lie she could have been telling, right? Yeah. She could have thought of more stuff. This lie is terrible for her. No. Right. If you're going to claim like self-defense, you could be like, we had this terrible fight. He came after me. I stabbed him in the eye with the pen. That didn't put him down. He still kept coming. He was like... He fell under the dresser with his <clears throat> mouth open. I mean, make some oh, shit up. But if you're going to lie... But she was probably on drugs, right? Not that that it all excuses what she did, but like... If you're real high on drugs, like to the point that you would do something this gruesome, you're probably not thinking of great stories to get yourself out of a crime. True, true. But so. I guess the forensics weren't that complicated in this case. No, it doesn't seem like it. I was trying to find anything else more complicated, and this was it. I mean, and catching a naked guy running around climbing on roofs is probably not that hard in Key West either. It's a small place. We've talked about this. There's nowhere to go. It's surrounded by water. That's true. It's it's a real small island. Like, we've run the circumference. Of One here. bridge in and out and water all around. I mean, you're not going far. No, you can't really go anywhere. Uh, Jump on all the trellises you want. You're in Key West. Like, you're literally on an island and you're it's, not getting away. It's over-patrolled, too. There's, I mean, it wouldn't take too many cops. but they it's highly have, patrolled, not over-patrolled. They, right, highly patrolled. It doesn't yeah. take too many cops to patrol it, and they have that and a few more. Yeah. So uh, so there you go. That is the murder of Mark Dwayne Bran. And uh, what a waste. What a pity. What a terrible, just terrible just all around. Bad. Just bad. Yeah. So uh, I got a lot of this news from the Key West Citizen. Um, and then Florida Keys News had most of the updates on this. So thanks to all of them for the good reporting and, uh, and details about all of this. Yeah, and good job, Key West cops for. I mean, it wasn't a hard one to crack, guys, but good job anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can screw it up. Yeah, and they didn't, so good job. Good job. Okay, so to end the podcast, after all of that awfulness, we thought we would give you a happy dog news story 
at the end of each episode. Like a palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to kind of send you away with something to make you feel a little bit better and maybe restore your faith in humanity or dogmanity. Dogmanity. Yeah. Uh, so this week's story... My total fave that a bunch of people sent me uh, was from the Dodo. They put up a little video of this golden retriever who was, I think, uh, so 175 pounds. And a golden retriever is supposed to weigh like 65 pounds. If it's a big one, 75 pounds. And, uh, and I think its owners had, I think it's a he, brought him in to have him euthanized because he couldn't really stand up anymore. He was having a really hard time. And the vet's like... The only thing that's wrong with this dog is that it's 100 pounds overweight. And so they found a foster home to take the dog. So basically the owners who had the dog voluntarily gave him up. Foster home took him in and they were interviewing the foster mom. She's like, I had no idea what to do with this dog. <laughs> like I knew we had to lose weight, but like. The picture makes him look like a seal. Oh my God. Like it, the, the legs don't actually protrude much. No. I mean, it. it's so sad. Like you see in the poor thing, just like can't stand up and so they're they're like we put him on this strict diet and then you know we had him exercise we tried to take him to the park and he couldn't walk very far they said when they got him home it took 20 minutes to get him up the three steps into the house because you can't lift a dog that weighs 175 pounds uh but they did like underwater treadmill you know to take some of the pressure off the joints and then they found like a park that I think had like a little stream in it that he could swim in slide (laughs) uh it did have like a little like slope down into the water and then he'd like pal around in there and uh adorable yeah and then you know he could start going farther and his joints got better and she's like at one point like he reached back and like scratched his back leg or chewed on his back leg and i was like oh like this is such progress you haven't been able to reach that forever uh so the dog lost a hundred pounds and so now he's 75, which is a perfectly normal wow. weight for a golden. And they have videos of the dog, like, romping with his dog siblings. Because he was, like, backyard. six or seven, right? He's totally... Yeah, like, aged. not... Yeah. Yeah, not a super old dog. Um, so, yeah, he's all better now and plays and runs and has a great time and is perfectly healthy. That's great. So, uh, good job, the Dodo. Bringing some pretty consistently good content. Like, he was as heavy as three dogs. Now he's as heavy as one dog. Yeah. That's good. good. Good job, dog. Good job, job fosters to that dog. Good job. The equivalent, the dog equivalent of my 600-pound life. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, But didn't even need the surgery. Just closely monitored diet. I mean, that's a good thing about dogs, right? That somebody else gets to control what they eat. That's the good thing and the bad thing. That's why they get so chubby, too, because it's like you keep giving them food, they'll keep eating. Yeah, that's true. They're not going to say no. A dog going to say no to a treat? No. We've not seen that really. If, mm. oh, the only time we've seen that happen is, is when something's very wrong. Somebody has an internal foreign object. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, there you go. We hope you have enjoyed the crazy murder story for episode one of Murders in Paradise. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. It's Murders Paradise. There's no in because that made it too long and Twitter won't let you have a handle that long. So it's just Murders Paradise. Uh, we're Murders in Paradise on Instagram. Uh, if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll be sure to get it every time. And you can subscribe basically anywhere that you get podcasts. We're up there and live. Yeah. And uh, and that's it. Excellent. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And until next week, don't conk out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>